and welcome back to the Inside Source. My name is Hutton Harris from Abilene Christian University and KACU Podcasting Studio. Today we're going to touch on the greatest of all time, Mr. Tom Brady. Tom obviously retired this last week, and uh, we'll dive deep into that with two huge Bucks fans, my brother Chandler Harris and his buddy Micah Hedges. We'll talk about everything Tom Brady, from Michigan to the Patriots to his Bucks Super Bowl, on the Inside Source, coming up right now. And welcome back to the Inside Source, Hutton Harris along with my brother Chandler Harris and his buddy Micah Hedges. Guys, say hello. Hello. How's it going? Episode, yeah, happy, well... Yeah, episode 48. Very excited here for the inside source to to take on Mr. Tom Brady. And uh, Micah, we'll just kick it off and throw it over to you, throwing a ball around the infield here. Micah's got some uh, hot sports opinions here on Mr. Tom Brady. And um, and Micah, I'll just I'll just start with you. What are your thoughts about Tom and 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 why he retired? Give me a couple of reasons why you think he retired at this point in his career. Well, you know, just kind of keeping it, you know, light first. I mean, I think there's a meme floating around about how great it was that, you know, he was able to divorce Giselle just to be able to create, you know, the opportunity to play golf every day of his retirement. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that has a lot to do with it. I, I don't think I joined I don't think golf he's, course in Florida. I don't think he's at Pebble Beach right now, though. I've seen him play at Pebble Beach, so um, he, he must have missed that opportunity. But you're right. Well, he's still, he's processing. He's processing, know, processing. yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was your initial reaction as he was sitting uh, on the beach somewhere, you know, with a lighting crew be- in, behind the camera there? And, you know, his his uh, his his I guess is that his beachside house? Does he have one in Tampa? You know more about that than we do. Where where was he when he, he made that retirement announcement? You know, he looked, uh, you know, judging by some of the buildings about he definitely looked somewhere in the uh, um Seminole County, somewhere in St. Pete, somewhere around there. So he may have gone for just a morning stroll. But, you know, my initial, you know, thought was thankful, right? I mean, the guy gave gave us everything he had. And at times looked like, you know, he was just trying to hold himself together for the city. So, Yeah, it's tough. Tough to make a lot of money and win, super, win a Super Bowl. It's tough. Uh, Chandler, what were your thoughts when you heard that he retired for a second time in two years? Yeah, so last year it was much more of a shock. I remember uh, distinctly time 367 days ago when it happened where I was and my son's Henry reaction. At the, at the time, uh, Henry only knew who Brady and Gronk were, um, as any five-year-old should at the time. And uh, I can tell you when I, I tried to record it uh, yesterday when I told him when it happened, or two days ago, and I, I couldn't use the video because he goes, he's not going to play anymore. Who won the basketball games last night? Mm. And he moved on to the next thing. So, um, And then just one other thought I want to throw to dovetail off of the, the video on the beach is, Mike, it's got to be on your bucket list next time you go down to Tampa to go film down there. I've seen a couple people do some some parodies already from the exact same spot, and it's it's pretty great. So I can't wait to see yours. Yeah, that's that's coming summer twenty twenty three. Just get ready, Micah. Do you think 
Brady retired to throw his hat in the ring as a vice presidential candidate here in 24 or what? I mean, I think it's possible, right? I mean, he definitely wants to create a better brand than Greg Olson was able to offer Fox at this point. But I think to start, you know, in, in that and and then create a, a following for his next political move, I think is there. Speaking of that, $375 million are going his way here. And I don't know when it hits his bank account. I'm sure it's even more than that. But do you guys think that it's a slam dunk that Greg Olson will be booted to the B team of Fox uh, and Brady will be doing anything next season? Or do you think it takes a year off? Or do you think he's maybe at the Super Bowl doing something? What do y'all think? It's a lot to ask early on. Hey, go to the Super Bowl and let's see what you got. Um, maybe they throw him in the Drew Brees kind of, why don't we put you in the studio and the eight, first? the eight men set. Yeah. Where there's like, you get like yeah. three and a half seconds to say something. Right. And then, you know, if there's value there, we, we, then we start putting him up against Greg. Greg didn't do terrible. I mean, Greg kept, you know, his announcer, uh, persona pretty, pretty solidly. And then, um, whereas like a Tony Romo is just a guy you see at the bar that wants to talk ball. And I'm interested to see what Brady can can help how how he can help Fox because I think Olsen was fine. I thought he was he was pretty good, honestly. But it's just I'm sorry when you're offering someone four hundred million dollars, you're you're not going to uh, put them on the B team. So, Taylor, I'd like to see Taylor him on uh, Big Noon Kickoff. I'd like to see him kick Herb to the curb yep. and uh, take his spot on Big Noon Kickoff. That's a Fox brain. Why not? You're talking about Brady. Yeah, yeah. Let's see Brady on Big Noon Kickoff, and he'll definitely be at the game next year for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. going, th- going, going for three straight. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, so here I I pulled up a list today of of uh, ranks, and uh, Tom Brady ranks first all time in wins two hundred fifty one, Pro Bowls fifteen, Super Bowl MVPs five. Completions, attempts, passing yards, and passing touchdowns. Um, in the postseason alone, he has 35 wins, which is just one less than the Cowboys. Obviously, we had that stat a couple of weeks ago. Do you guys think in our lifetime that there will ever be anybody that not only that let, no, we're put away, putting aside Super Bowl wins, do you think there will ever be anybody that makes it to the Super Bowl as many times as he has, which is 10. I don't, I don't know if we'll see it in our lifetime, but I mean, who's next right now? Who are we? Well, I think it's two questions. Are we talking specifically about quarterbacks, which I guess that we are and two, or are we just talking about a random person? Uh, yeah. Is that person even born yet? You know, I mean, I I don't know. Um, it would have to, and, and what Chandler always says is like, you know, obviously Mahomes and Brady, what two years ago was probably the worst thing ever for Mahomes because he literally cannot, he cannot surpass Brady now, no matter if he wins, you know, I guess he could win eight, but he, he lost to him. Right. So how, how can someone say he's better than Tom? Right. Am I right about that or wrong about that? Yeah. I think yeah. you're right about that. Yeah. I think, the, I think the two game swing is, is quite the, uh, the killer for, for Pat. Uh, not to mention that apparently his ankles are paper thin and 
was barely able to make it through an AFC championship game without a few fortunate calls. Right. Uh, so I would say good luck to him. We'll, we'll play this back in uh, 2035 and probably laugh when he's, he's the new goat, but I, I don't see that happening um, at all. I think for me, the, the greatest stat that I, the greatest set of stats, I'll give you two. Uh, one is uh, the more recency one, Mike, I'm sure you know this. Um, Hutton, what if you had to, to tell me his uh, touchdown to interception ratio in the red zone for the Bucks? What would you think of it was for the Bucks? I for bet you, Bucks. I bet you, it was Bucks. pretty good. I mean, I bet you it was. I don't know, twenty to one. Micah, do you know? I'm going to take the under on twenty to one, but not very much. He threw. You're not going to believe this. 78 touchdown passes and zero interceptions in the red zone with the exception of the Cowboys playoff game when he threw his saying. first red zone interception of his Bucks career, his three-year Bucks career. That's a great stat because, unfortunately, that Cowboys one is just still <laughs> – The one. Just kind of staying a little so bit. Relevant it's just the yeah, one. It's, it's haunting the dreams these days. Yeah, but – And then to me, I don't, I don't have – go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, but Mike, if he doesn't throw that pick, uh, they still lose by 20 points. Right? Or am I wrong about that? I think you're wrong. I think we have a full head of steam. We got all the momentum. We're heading in. That's first half. We put that thing in there, and we boys are on the ropes, right? They have a kicker that, you know, kid hit sand at the beach at this point. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's a different ball game. All right, um, Chandler, what were you going to say? Second, yeah, yeah. The second thing I wanted to touch on. I don't have the stats in front of me, but saw it on the Rich Eisen show on Roku channel. Is a friend of the show, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he 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 talked about the, the decades, the Brady decades. You know, you could literally take his twenties, his thirties, and his forties, and you could argue that each of them successively were better than the last, which is just absolutely blows your mind to think that uh, someone who, by the end of their twenties, already had three Super Bowls, would only get better in his thirties and then even crazier in his forties, if you take it season by season. So the breakdown of three Super Bowls in his twenties, another two in his thirties, another two in his forties, mixed in a couple of bad luck losses that could have made it even higher. It it's just truly unbelievable. Yeah, I think the most impressive thing to me about him, and I said this last year when he actually when he retired the first time, was that you can there's a Hall of Fame career in each one of those decades. You could make a case for each one of those. But, I mean, his best team, obviously the 07 Patriots, did not win the Super Bowl, you know? And the 11 team, whatever, you know, that wasn't that great of a team in my opinion, but it was pretty good. Um, But he could have been, you're right, he could have won seven or eight, or sorry, he could have won seven or eight with the Patriots. And who knows if he stays there longer, if just one of those things, you know, changes. Um, Micah, you had a couple of things that you wanted to go over here. I'll throw it down to you. What's the next thing on your agenda here to talk about, Tom? Well, I think, you know, Buccaneers in general. Um, you know, what's next for for us? And I, I include you guys and us. We, we know you went to the Tom uh, Mike Allstott football camp back in the day, so you guys are us. Yeah, we, we, we've been on the field. We've got a private tour, you know, um, it's, it's been, it's, we're, we're, we're Bucks fans. So sure. We fired the cannons. Yeah. And Raymond James probably does your investing. We know that. That's fine. Yeah. Under the table. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's not Kyle Trask, right? So there's a plethora of free agent quarterbacks out there. I'm going to throw a couple names at you guys, and you all, you all tell me. But it's, you know, David Carr. Okay. No, not David. Excuse me. It's uh, to say. Derek Carr. Uh, David Carr had a you know, great career in Houston, and, and I know your buddy Connor would agree with that. Great. Um, yeah, great analyst. Yeah, great analyst. Yeah, we, we've got Lamar. We've got Baker. We've got Sam Darnold. And Jimmy G probably makes the most sense. But it's not Kyle Trask, so let's just no. call it what it is. But Yeah, the QB carousel will probably start here pretty soon. And and Tom, obviously retiring, started it. I, I was frankly pretty shocked that he did not, after he got divorced, he didn't say, you know, we're going to go one more year. Why not? I, just, I think he was probably drained. But because he's gone, I feel like now it's time for the NFL to adjust and say, okay, who's – who's going to take his spot at in Tampa Bay. And you're right. It could be Jimmy. It could be Derek Carr. I think in their offense, they're all, I still don't understand their run game, which obviously really hurt them this year. Their run game sucked. I just don't know what Lamar Jackson would provide in that offense. Am I right? Let's start with Lamar Jackson. Why, why would he go to Tampa Bay? Yeah, I don't know either. I don't yeah. think that really makes that much sense other than him being free. I think you need a true pocket passer. And I don't even know that Jimmy G would be the top of my list because I feel like, you know, watching the Bucks offense, they throw a lot of quick screens to Godwin, obviously. They throw they try to throw the deep ball to Mike Evans. Does he throw a good deep ball? Not as good as Brady. Um, but at the same time, I just think they have to figure out their run game. They have White. Obviously, they've got Fournette. I don't know if they're coming back or not. But Chandler, who do you think goes to, to the Bucks for uh, to replace I've to, got to one for Brady? you. Yeah. And I don't know the contract situation, so Mike, feel free to shut me down here. What about Jameis? What did Jameis do wrong? 30 for 30. Why not? Bring it back. Yep. You know, um, last year after Tom retired, I immediately put up an Instagram story apologizing to Jameis and asking for him to come back. So I'm not opposed to that. I think that Jameis gives us, you know, that ability to take some shots down the field, you know, whether it's an interception or TD. And, and you know, the squad right now is ready to win. So let's see if we can go out there and, and pull off another division win with an eight wins. I think the division is by far the worst in the NFC. Am I wrong about that? No, I think it's accurate. Okay. So let's say the Falcons don't get any better they have a couple of nice receivers. They have a decent running back. I've heard Lamar Jackson rumors going there. I think that that would just be an absolute ridiculous watch every week. I I don't understand. I still don't back him as a as a as a quarterback in the NFL. I don't understand. He's he just seems wheels off quite a bit. Um I would take 31 other quarterbacks in an AFC championship over him in my opinion. Um, let's, so let's say the Panthers, do the Panthers get any better this off season? Maybe, probably not. Right. I think the saints are the, I mean, now that Sean Payton is gone, that helps the bucks. Right. And who, who comes in as the saints quarterback, if you flip flop, that's why I think Jameis, it may not make sense for Jameis to go there just because I think someone like Jimmy G going to the saints would make a lot of sense because their offense could I think thrive in a place like that. So I don't know. I think the, I mean, the, the AFC South makes, I mean, AFC South is, is there for the taking. So you're right, Mike. I feel like anybody could take over in that division and win nine games again. 
I just don't know how far they're going to go in the playoffs. But you know, this division potentially is going to have four brand new starting quarterbacks pending Desmond Ritter in Atlanta. He, he did technically did start for towards the end of the season, but right, this could be a complete new look. Where do you think he would have gone if he had stayed in the NFL? Where was his best landing spot for for Brady? Well, they are building, you know, well, they, excuse me, him and Giselle were building a, a very nice home in Miami. Mm. And I think that, you know, that lot of the uh, potential, um, man, I can't remember, but um, the, the Dolphins, all that negotiation that was going on, I think that cost them. And then Vegas was the other landing spot. And then there's this all talk that it could have been the Niners to go back home. You know, that's the three potentials, but I outside of that, I don't know. Chandler, who did you who who was his where was his best landing spot for you? Uh yeah, I would say the I would say the exciting one to me for was San Francisco just because they've been such a dumpster fire at, at QB of late. Um not for lack of trying, but I think the NFL would have the NFL is really trying to build the whole Vegas vibe. And I never I bought that, that. I never bought Vegas. I never yeah. bought Vegas though. I just I don't I don't trust Devonte Adams. I don't like Josh Jacobs is going to be gone. Like what is enticing about the Raiders? They're just the Raiders. When they they have not been good in our lifetime when it comes to winning championships. They go to the Super Bowl maybe once or twice, but it just seems like they're again not to be trusted. I think it would have been San Francisco. Miami would have been a, a nice one to go to, but again, even there, it's like if I, I I just feel like you have Tua. I'm not saying he's incredible, but in San Francisco, they have no one. I mean, like I I just I don't believe in Brock Purdy. I don't believe in Trey Lance, and so anyway, that's just my opinion. But we'll never know. So I'm shocked that they they already came out and said Jimmy's done there because I know. It's still a dumpster fire. Well, I'm just saying there's, but they, I think if, I don't know if y'all listened to George Kittle after the, they lost, but he basically just said, I'm kind of tired of this. Our team is awesome. <laughs> get us a freaking quarterback, you know, like get us someone that we know, like stop, stop messing around essentially, which I get. I mean, their window is still open, obviously, but they weren't better than the Eagles. I, I don't think if, if they had a real, if they had a true quarterback, I think that they were, they would be better than the Eagles, but I just don't, don't see it. Hey, but I will say this, uh, you know, it, to me, Brady, uh, there won't be anybody like him just because he stretched across the generations. I, I, I will also say that I'm a, a true P one day one Brady fan because I can vividly remember watching him at Michigan and obviously rooting for him at Michigan. But that was one of the jerseys that I got for Christmas in 2002. So I'm sorry when I still have the Brady jersey from 2002 and I'm wearing it throughout his whole career, don't tell me that I'm a Brady you know, bandwagoner. I rooted for him as in the Super Bowl, of course. I didn't want the Chiefs to win, but I feel like if it were – another team they were playing maybe. And I, I don't know, maybe I would have thought differently, but I, I, I loved the that Bucks team. That was a lot of fun to watch. Right. Um, Micah real quick. What, what's your favorite Brady moment? Um, favorite Brady moment was, well, outside of him drinking avocado tequila. Um, 
which was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, there were a couple that, that lent itself this year, I think, on those fourth quarter comebacks last two minutes. Um, let's let's go with let's go with the Carolina to wrap up the division. I know that you know we're we're, we're pretty racing the Super Bowl season right. because there were so many of that one, but uh, there was one where we we saw kind of the division flash before our eyes in that first half. And I think that we really saw who Tom was when he went in, reset himself, and came out. And him and Mike just decided that they were going to win the division by themselves in that second half. And I think that was – I remember kind of losing my steam for Brady here. He needs to go. And all of a sudden just reigniting that flame in the, you know, 30 minutes in the second half. So pretty incredible. I remember being a broken boat, taking that all in with the family. Being completely down in the first half and then screaming in the second half, this is why you don't give up. You don't bet against Tom. Right. And that was it. So that's pretty relevant. Chandler, what's your favorite Brady moment? Yeah, quickly, and then I got to hop. I got a hard stop. Um, I would say um, it's definitely in Preston Rampey's movie room, uh, yeah. down 28-3, and mm. – the uh, sheer terror in the eyes of the children watching as <laughs> Hutton and I are screaming yes. as he is orchestrating that comeback. I'll never forget. Um, it was one of the coolest things ever. Just to, I think for me, that was the night. I forget if that was number five or number six. It's kind of, they all kind of blend together, but five. just, just knowing that at that moment, like he's definitely the goat. It yeah. will never be touched. And that's it. So that was, he could have, I'll give, won- I'll give you yes. one more quick one. Also, yeah. when uh, Russ throws that pick when they should have handed off to Marshawn yeah. and they panned to Brady yeah. and the look on his face, you knew right then. So yeah, great. One more. yeah. Well, a lot of people forget that obviously he won in a one, Oh three and Oh four, but then he didn't win until 14. So he went 10 years without that. And that's even more amazing, right? He went a decade without winning. And then he just rattled off four more. Like, oh, yeah, no big deal. Yeah. Um, I think my but number. He, he tore his ACL on one, too, as well. He did. Yeah, and and we could have another another conversation about how, essentially, he has been the most stress-free quarterback to ever live, obviously. You know, and he's never he's never had any pressure that has gotten to him, except for that one, that one play in Kansas City in 2007 or 8 or whatever that was. But my, I think my my favorite Brady moment, I, I, again, I mean, I've been in his his uh, his I've been in his uh, his his golf group at Pebble Beach. I've gotten to be a spotter for him, which is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. I've gotten to watch him up close and personal from the sidelines when he played at Jerry World. We worked for CBS. Got to watch him run out of the tunnel. That was pretty sweet. Um, but I mean, just for me, the biggest thing that I'll remember is that feeling of, like you just said, it's not one specific moment. The 28-3 is obviously the pinnacle, I think, of any of any NFL accomplishment. I think that's the, that's the number one accomplishment. But it's just that feeling of it's the fourth quarter. Who's, who's the QB on the other side? It's Tom. He's going to bring him back. I mean, that's amazing, right? I mean, the guy had multiple, multiple championship, um, you know, game-winning drives, not just regular season or playoff championship. And so that's probably my favorite feeling is that, like, okay, here comes Brady. He's going to figure it out. How is he going to figure it out? But he always did. And so that was that's that's why he's comparable to Jordan because Jordan always figured it out. 
you know? And so that's the other, the other, other, you could talk about in the other sports, you could talk about bonds. You could talk about, you know, Babe Ruth or whoever, like did those guys do that in championship moments, right? Tiger Woods is another one, obviously. He did that in the championship, in many championship moments. So anyway, all right. Yeah, man. Well said. All right. Well, thank you. You know, and that's, that's how we end our, 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 our broadcast today. Micah Chandler, thanks so much for the time. This is the Inside Source, episode 48. Very excited to have our new buddy Mike on. We'll have him on maybe again. We talk about, you know, Ray's spring training or stuff. So, <laughs> all right, man. Excited to have you on for the uh, the Republican National Convention next, next year as well. Thanks to Micah. Thanks yeah. to Chandler. This is the Inside Source. Thanks for the memories, Tom. <laughs>